<laughs> no, 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 that wasn't on the show. That that was wait, you. Wait, what? Oh, wait. Oh, uh, that was Old Man Withers from next door. <laughs> old Man Withers. <laughs> Is there really a guy named Old Man Withers in your in No, your that was like from Scooby-Doo. I wouldn't put you. know? Yeah, yeah. It's not a ghost. Hey. It's Old Man Withers. And he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't yeah. meddling kids. That's right. And your dog. Dog. Happy effing Tuesday, Bill. That's, that's a way to start. Yeah, yeah. We're we're all we're we're in a mood. We're us. all adults here. We we's we's in a mood. Uh, so yeah, happy Tuesday, kids. It is nine twenty four on the East Coast uh, on the twenty fourth of Tuesday of November. Twenty fourth of Tuesday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One too many take, Scooby Snacks. Uh, take two. <laughs> yeah. Bring it around again. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's on taking pictures episode 187 which is fitting because we're killing it <laughs> wow <laughs> uh jeffrey sidoris bill wadman uh we got we got some things to talk about today we do lots of stuff to talk about it's it's starting to get cold i'm so excited but so yet, but yet, when you go outside, is this, yeah. a, I mean, I know you've been places where it's cold, whatever it is, but is this the first place you've lived where you walked outside and you're like, yeah, it's pretty cold. It's getting cold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you run in this kind of cold? Um, I go to the gym and run. I, ah, I, okay. I, I don't, I don't like running. It, it, it gets to a point where it's, it, it's a little painful. Like it burns in your throat. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, From, yeah. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not a, a hardcore runner. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are going, yeah, but you Ugh. see people out there like in negative 10 degree weather, like jogging. Yeah. You won't see me out there. So yeah. That's the thing. I'd yeah, rather go do the elliptical. And I, I, I was, I ran, uh, when I ran a, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so ago, I did something to my knee. So I've been on the elliptical ever since just trying to let it, let it kind of work itself out. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't find the elliptical I, satisfying at all. It's it, it's not as satisfying as running, but I don't find running as satisfying as biking. But it's too cold to bike, so oh, interesting. Okay, I don't like biking in the cold. I don't like doing anything in the cold. Well, this is going to be an interesting next three months for you. <laughs> well, but you know, I've got I got some gloves. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got your gloves got coming. Boots. I got uh, I got yeah. coats. You're going to so, look like you know. the Michelin Man when you're done. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, seriously, you're the guy in the comedy who, like, goes over the top, you know? <laughs> you know the guy from Florida who, like, you know, goes up to South Carolina and is just like, we need to get a four-by-four. Right. right, I got 42 Chains pairs of tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's another uh, that, uh, serious question. Well, yeah. you don't drive, so you don't know. Uh, do you need chains here? No, you, do you guys do chains. the chains? No. No. Get good all-weather tires, you're fine. If if yeah. it's bad enough that there's so much snow that your Honda Fit can't get around, what front-wheel drive car can't get around, you probably shouldn't be driving. In which case, yeah. everything's going to be closed and you can just stay at home anyway. Yay! People who need chains are people who absolutely need to get somewhere when it's really bad and they'd be sliding around because they have some rear-wheel drive truck. Or, you right. know what I mean? Well, I mean, the worst case, <clears throat> I, I can walk the 500 feet to the bus stop and take the bus to the train station. Take exactly. The train. And that is right there. My friend is the beauty of public transit. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, you're fine. Uh, all right. So who are we? What are we doing? Uh, we, we already said that. Oh, On did you already? Pictures, Jeffrey bill. Oh, I forgot. They that know part. us. They know us. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, let's start out and, and, and say, if you dig the show, 
Yeah. And and we hope that you do. Uh, s- spread it around. Tell tell your friends about it. Yeah. Do, let let do. let's uh, you know, let's let's grow the show. I want to I want to see double the numbers this week. Double the numbers, right? Because if so, everyone tells somebody else to listen to it, then that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you know, w- we think we've got something a little yeah. different here. I I love the. Did you see some guys just like. I think it actually might be uh, John Somerville, who we'll talk about later, said, you know, I found the show a couple months ago. I've now caught up with all 186 episodes. Right. Right. <laughs> Which means he's listening to like two a day. Right. That's uh, that's commitment. He listens to us more than our friends do. Like <laughs> more than like the people we live with do. <laughs> uh, okay. Good stuff. Welcome, John. Hey, um, <clears throat> I, I was I was thinking about something yeah. that, that I... I've gotten a few emails since the last show and okay. I don't know why they haven't come to both of us, but whatever, uh, asking about Instagram and, and why and how do I, what do I feel about Instagram? How do I use Instagram? And, and I, I spent a little time thinking about it and going through the, the, the people that I, follow or or that uh, I spend more time looking at their work going back mm-hmm. even looking at, at previous work and I think and, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this yep. I I don't I don't use Instagram both as a as a contributor and as a as a consumer as a place to go for incredible singular pictures Okay. I I think Instagram is where you go to find interesting points of view or or compelling bodies of work rather than single images. Um okay, I can I can come down on that. I can I can agree with that. You know, I go back sure. and I I I look at the people that I'm that I'm following with any degree of interest. Right. And and I find that I I look forward to seeing how they see the world or how they're progressing through yeah. a particular project. And I think for me, that's the value of Instagram. Not, not, not that one, you know, amazing picture, but uh, an arc, if you will. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, I think that, I mean, they always say that Instagram is as much about consistency as it is anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Whether, whether your consistency is good work or, you know, if I mean, honestly, if you shot pictures of dumpsters all day long and put them on, whether they were really great or whether they weren't, as long as they were all the same, that consistency is sort of a body of something that people like to sign up for. You know what I'm oh, saying? But I, I think we both know they'd be really good. They, I'm sure they'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they'd be all kinds best, of colors. Best there'd damn be, dumpsters you've ever seen. There'd be trash in some of them, trash not in some of them. Right. Right. That's the thing. Right. <laughs> um, but Gotta you mix see, it up. But I, so I think it's the consistency, you know, it's like where people love some, you know, a friend of mine has like 15,000 followers for pictures of her dog, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and they're nice pictures of her dog and her dog's super cute, but they're pictures of her dog, you know, but so people, people, people like the idea that they can always go there and see pictures of the dog, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a, a lot to it. Yeah. In fact, I've, I've, I've decided to start using Instagram more as. Uh, my more serious work and less of my more just walking around snapping pictures of stuff just because the stuff I walk around snap pictures of, I don't really care that much. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just sort of... So, now, will, yeah. will you take down what's already there? Are you going to yeah. start a new a new name or no, you just, just start, you move I'll forward just from move here? move forward from here. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, So I've put up like four or five things since I got back from the trip just because I put so much up while I was on the trip, you know, that right. kind of thing. 
Um, but yeah, so is that so? What have people said? Have you written them back and said this, or have you? Just uh, I'm in the of... process of writing people back, and it's yeah. and it's kind of a a, a batch. But I, I also know. think that I mean th- this is one guy's opinion or two guys' opinion. Uh, that that it's all of these things are just a vehicle for whatever you want them to be, and people use them for all kinds of things. Sure, you, know, you could you could discuss like what are the most successful as far as viewership, what are the most successful as far as artistic stuff in our opinion. I mean, those are all things, but like all these things are just they're just roads. You yeah. know, it's how you drive on them. Um, and there's just so many. You know, yeah, it's like. So many, like, I don't get involved in Snapchat. Maybe I should, but that just seems like a whole other thing, you know? Are people still yeah, doing I, Vine, or did Snapchat take over Vine, and now Vine's sucking it? Like, how does that all work? I'm not sure. Uh, I have people that I know that you. I tried Beam the other day, Casey Neistat's app. Okay. What does and that one do? The idea is that you, there's no preview. There's no, like, you hold your phone to your chest, yeah. and it uses, it uses the proximity sensor to, to trigger the camera. Okay. And and the, 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 the ethos behind it is, you know, realistic sharing. But I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I, it, taking <laughs> editing out of the mix, to me, just creates more noise. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I tried it for an afternoon and went, meh. Well, you know, it, there have been a number of articles, a few that we've talked about and a few that we've decided not to put in the show about people, you know, taking their Instagrams and turning them into something a little more realistic and a little less just trying to make their lives look fabulous and everyone complains and people like leave, leave stop following them. Right. right. Cause a lot of the stuff really is just sort of a, a cultivated fantasy. Sure. Um, sure. and so, yeah, I mean, that's all about the editing. Yeah. You know? And I think editing is important. I think editing is, is just as important photographically speaking as, as the ability to, to see and compose. Yeah. Fair enough. My opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody was saying, <clears throat> I think I was I was hanging out with a friend of mine yesterday. I was saying a photographer he knows will has his camera set up like in high speed mode. He shoots a sixteen hundred. He brackets everything. So when he takes a picture of something, he basically takes thirty pictures in three seconds, and then he edits them later. Huh. And to me. That's like, oh, my God, I would never do that to myself. You know, right. like then I'm right. sitting there looking at 30 almost identical pictures trying to figure out like which one's the right one. Um, but if that works for him, you know what I mean? And he's a yeah. well-known guy. So it's like who, you know, everyone's got their thing. Everybody's got their yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Hey, uh, uh, did I just you put say this, something about this book. Yeah, I just pasted this into you. Uh, I just ordered a book called Damn Good Advice for People with Talent, How to Unleash Your Creative Potential by America's Master Communicator, George Lois. Um, <laughs> Self-described master yeah, communicator. <laughs> right. It's, well, uh, he's, he's like the, apparently uh, one of the guys that, that Mad Men was based off of. Okay, fair enough. Right? Madison Avenue. Oh, so, I know that name, George Lois, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, a friend of mine recommended this to me. Uh, help to help get kind of unstuck when I get stuck. Yeah. Um, so I just ordered it, uh, yesterday. I'll, I'll let you know how it, how it is, but maybe we can put a link in the show notes for the, for folks that might find it interesting. I will add a link into the show notes. I'm doing it right now. You know, cause, uh, we're all about the help here. Is that what we're about? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I will add a link in the show notes. You know, interestingly enough, not to if if you're putting one in, I'm going to put one in. Yeah, put one in. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I have always been interested in uh, um, meditation. 
You you ever really? get into that kind of well, not interested like I've done it, but I'm interested in like that sounds interesting to me. Like it just you know, it sounds like it could be a good thing. And so you realize that you can't run around. You have to you have to stop. Yeah, I know. I, I realize that. <laughs> okay. uh, there, so there's a there's a guy named Michael Taft. Part of my thing against. Uh, uh, meditation for me is that it's always been kind of frou-frou and, and like, oh, it's all about the essence of the, you know, it's like it, it was a little, never, a little more esoteric and new agey than you. Yeah, a little too, want. way too new agey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy wrote a book. Uh, Michael Taft is his name. And he wrote a book called uh, The Mindful Geek Secular Meditation for Smart Skeptics. And he was on the You Are Not So Smart podcast the other day. And basically the guy traveled the world and, you know, met with all these different people and studied meditation, but then kind of turns it all into, no, this is what we can actually show that meditation does in your brain and why. And you know what I'm saying? Like all this mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's gotten good reviews. So I was actually looking at it myself. So I'm going to throw put, that put one that in, in there too. Mine. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So there you go. Two books for you guys. Um, all right. Where do you want to start? We got a lot of stuff to talk you, about. You've got this, uh, this Pollock oh, thing. Okay. What, do you, what do you got? So, so this week, uh, this weekend, uh, there is a, there's a show at MoMA starting soon of um, uh, sort of a retrospective of, of Pollock. And it's all stuff that is owned by MoMA. So it's not like this huge like external retrospective. It's sort of a, we pulled all of our Pollock stuff out of the closets and right. we're Here, kind of here's putting what it in we've order. Got. Yeah. Is there a, is there a link got a lot. to the actual show? Yet? Yeah, I'll, I'll find a link for this. Or what, here, just search for MoMA Pollock and it'll come up and you find a link while I'm talking because uh, it'll be it's just MoMA Pollock just comes up with all of the stuff that they have. Of oh, hits. does it? Okay, yeah. I'll find it. Um, okay. So there, uh, this weekend was member previews. So uh, we decided to go. It's called a collection survey. Here's, here's I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, oh, here we go. I got right. it. So, so, we, so we went this weekend. And it is all the way from like 1934, which is when, I mean, how old was he then? I was about to, I was going to look up how, when he was born. 1912 when he was born. So 1934 is when he was what, 22? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Until he died. And (laughs) so we were there and, and it's like three rooms and at the beginning is his stuff essentially from college kind of age kind of stuff. And then moving into sort of abstract expressionism stuff in the middle, like the sort of standard, not the drippy stuff, but just sort of straight Pollock painting, which in my opinion is actually my favorite Pollock stuff. I like that stuff way better than the drippy stuff. Now, and this, then, is, this is the stuff when he was, when he was still with uh, Hart Benton or before? Yeah, well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll pull one up. Um, he, uh, well, here's the thing is that the, whole, the thing goes through his whole career. Okay. And what I found fascinating about it was uh, uh, the stuff I'm talking about is stuff like I'm trying to find it here. Um, the, what I found fascinating about it is that the early stuff was really pretty bad, <laughs> like not good at all. And I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself, this is so nice to see work from a quote unquote master. Here I'm putting a link to the, like one of the ones I like from the middle period. <clears throat> work from somebody who's now considered a a sort of master of, of the stuff making work that looks like a college kid did it just like Mm -hmm. not very good, you know? And it's, it's nice to think that there are people that, that, that for a lot of people, it didn't start out as this grand vision that, that they, 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 
they struggled at first. Here, here, I'm going to send you a link. Here's one of the like the early things that I'm kind of talking put, about. Put these in the in the yep, show notes. I will too, put please. in the show notes. Um, and yeah. so you know, you look at that and you go, yeah, that's really not very good, <laughs> right? You would never think it was Jackson Pollock, right? Because he was he was somewhere in his artistic place, and then something shifted and he found he went in another direction right and then right. maybe he stayed in that direction for four or five years and then he found the abstract expressionism and then five or six years went by and he tried to find something new and he figured out the drip stuff you know right um and i i liked the idea that it's so rare that you actually get to see not just a retrospective of an artist here's his 50 best works all in one room but a retrospective of an artist here's from the beginning of his artistic career until right. the end and you can actually see the progression because it's all in order here's where he's trying to figure things out yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and 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 oftentimes failing you know what i mean or or you look at it now and you go yeah that's there's nothing special about that right you know and and i i liked that because it shows that even the guy who changed the art world in 1950 or whatever it was, right. 46, um, he was struggling five, six, seven years before that. And no one would have ever noticed him then. You, you know, know when, at the, when I was at the, that principal gallery for the, for the Jeremy Mann show, yep. somebody asked him if he liked Pollock. And I thought his answer was, was fantastic and, and kind of uh, sums up in at least similarly to, to how I feel. And he said, I don't like his work. I like why he did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. how he got there. Yeah. But, but the actual work was just kind of a mess, the, the, especially the drip paintings. <clears throat> but he's, he said, I like, I like the journey that he was on and I respect where he came from and where he went to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, just and, kind of breaking through that, right? Sure. And here, yeah. here, I'm going to send you one more in the yep. in the thing, just so you see, like this kind of stuff is on the wall. It's like, if you, would you ever th like that looks like something some kid did in his college dorm room. Like that's not good. Uh, not a fan. No. Yeah. Right. And it's just, and this was six years before he was doing the stuff that made him famous. Right. You know. And it's just, I, it's, it's, it's nice to, it's just nice to see a progression. And, and you also see, I remember I was reading a Greg Bear book years ago called Darwin's Radio. And the, the idea of it was that evolution doesn't, isn't always gradual. The idea in the book, and this is a sci-fi book, was that every once in a while changes happen in, in sort of our, our, our community DNA that sort of certain people just leap forward, like in intelligence or, or abilities of, you know, uh, running or whatever the thing is, right? That, like there's these sort of uh, um, tectonic breaks within a community where there's the before and there's the after. And it's interesting to look into a lot of artists lives in fact we after we saw this we went upstairs and and we were in the the big room with the with the the uh mademoiselle Paul, uh, um, um, uh, picasso right mm -hmm. and that's like 1907 like sort of the first real kind of cubist painting right is up on the wall and right next to it 1906 a year before is a uh like a, a double nude of these two women and or and it's it's very not ordinary because it's still obviously Picasso, but it's definitely like he hasn't made the leap yet. And there's a, an obvious like break where you can stick the chisel and you can hammer and you go, yes, this is where this started. Right. You know, right, 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 right. And, and even within one artist's life. And, and, and I think that that's true of all of us, you know, where where you take one picture and it kind of like uh, even for me, 
years ago, I took that picture of Heather sitting in the back of my dad's car, right? right. Uh, in that, with, in the, the with the one light kind of coming through the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I dig and that like, shot. right. Thank you. And and to me, that was like this delineation of oh, I can create these narrative things, and that led to the whole travels project because I took that picture in that car. So for mm-hmm. me, that was one of those breaks, and it's just kind of neat because you don't know when they're going to come because you can't you can't predict them, right? Right. But you can look back on it and go. Here's the work before it. Here's the work after it. Yes. And, and it's I, very definite. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like that idea. And it kind of – because there is, this, there is this slow progression as you if – you, if you're making art or you're making work for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or a lifetime, right? There's mm-hmm. obviously a, a, a smooth progression. Like not necessarily smooth progression, but there's a – you're going from one thing and you're ending up at another place. But it's nice to be able to look and say, okay, at least there's, there's – this isn't just one big smooth gray continuum. There are guideposts in here. Mm-hmm. And you may notice them after the fact, and you may be at the end of your rope creatively thinking that you don't know where you're going to go next because you don't realize that that next guidepost is the next thing you're going to do tomorrow, but you can't predict it because that's just the way it works. Yeah, right? you, don't, you don't know – when you're in it, you don't know if that next guidepost is a day away or seven years away. Exactly. But – that's what makes it so satisfying when they come because you go, aha, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I figured something out, you know? Yeah. And it was anyway, it was just really nice seeing that on the wall. So if anybody's in New York, that's really is, cool. It is now open. So I think it's open for the next whatever few months. So maybe if you get up here in the next couple of months, we'll go and you can see it uh, uh, just because it's kind of a fun thing to see. When um, when Wilkening was down here, yeah. he he described you know, he, he does uh, pinhole photography and he's doing this yep. handheld series. And he was, he spoke about very similar. There's, there's one picture that when he saw that picture using, you know, this technique, that was when he went, okay, this is possible. I, yeah. I, this, this is what I see. Right. And now, uh, it's, it's like it's in the a, Pollock movie where it's like, Pollock, you broke it wide open. Yeah, yeah. Whatever she yeah. says right now. Yeah. Of course, I'm not talking about we're all making art that's like changing the art world. But for personally, sure. there could be that thing that breaks it wide open. You know. And and for for those of you listening, maybe it's it's uh, catching a, a window light and a reflector just so, and you go, okay, now I see how this works. Yes, yeah. Or maybe it's a uh, it's it's visual tension in composition where you go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I remember when I was learning algebra, whatever is like a freshman or eighth grade or whatever the heck it was. Um, and I remember I was sitting with a guy because it was like the first day and I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at X and I'm like, wait, I don't. And then all of a sudden I go, oh, you know, suddenly it like clicks, like it all just mm-hmm. kind of comes mm-hmm. into focus. And um, anyway, just uh, just something to put out there. And I just thought it was an interesting way of looking at progress, because I think that we tend to think of progress as, OK, well, hopefully today is better than yesterday. And that's all I can ever hope for is that just these little tiny incremental things. But I think that there are there are leaps along the way, even in your personal stuff. Sure. In the way you look at it. Sure. And I think it's kind of a more um, optimistic way of looking at it, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's like, OK, yeah, there there is a future where things get a little more. Exciting. Anyway, uh, I'll put a link, uh, put a bunch of links in the show notes, including there's a, it's actually a really great page on, um, on MoMA site, which I'll put in the show notes, Jeffrey, but I'll also show to you here, uh, which is a, like a, a basically a big grid of pretty much all the work that they have of his. Oh, you can look uh, yeah, at the I've, dates. Seen, I've seen that page. Yeah. You can look at the dates and see the stuff that he was doing at certain times. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. 
Um, and 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 I know we've we've said this several times before, but if you haven't seen the flick Pollock with with Ed Harris, yeah. even if you don't like the work, it, it's a terrific character study of of Pollock and Lee Krasner, uh, their dynamic and yeah. and how I, I would imagine as as closely as they could anyway. Yeah. Uh, document his progression and what he was going through and 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 what he kind of achieved, I guess. Hey, you know, as as an interesting little aside, you know the mm-hmm. painting that he paints in there where he rips down the wall and the big one for Peggy Guggenheim's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah apartment. Yep. So that's currently in like Iowa City or something. And uh, apparently in the 1970s, it was kind of falling apart and they shellacked it or something, you know, to like hold it together. But mm-hmm. of course they did it in a way that it's yellowing. So they just pulled everything off recently and they redid it all. Um, and the sort of the, the story is that he did it all in one night, but they now, while looking at it, they can tell what kind of enamel paints or whatever he was using. And they're just like, there's no way he could have done this in one night. Cause these take six hours to dry and these aren't merged with the colors underneath or whatever it is. So basically they sort of disproven the myth of the, of the one night uh, painting, which is I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You like the idea that it was all done in one night? Yeah. Yeah. Burst of I, creativity. I also like the idea that that Ed Harris, Ed Harris learned did to it. paint. Yeah, he learned yeah. to paint for the role and has kept painting since. That's kind of cool to me. He's he's so satisfying in that movie. Yeah, I mean he's a jerk in so much of it and like a crazy drunk nut job, but like it's so satisfying. Anyway, yeah. Put in the show notes. Just something to talk about. Uh, what's next? Uh, we got an email from. You want to talk about this? This. Yeah. This is kind of a nice a nice segue into the next thing, right? Bracy lemons. Yeah. So uh let's see. You know what? Let, let me get to I have it here if you want me you, to do you do you have yeah. it? Uh oh yeah, here it is. You got it or I got Go it. Ahead. I got it. Uh hey I didn't notice that part. Hey Bill and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Uh hey, you know what? You you allowed it. I did. I did. I'm okay you with set it. it up. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. okay with it. Uh just it's so funny. It reminds me of my grandfather. Anyway, uh, my name is Bracey Lemons. I'm a recent film school graduate. By the way, that's a great name. It is really a great name. I want a name like Bracey Lemons. Yeah, that's that's almost as good as Matt Black with an E. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, cinematography major. I do both filmmaking and photography. I'm struggling with how to market myself and what my website should look like. I hope it's okay to read this, Bracey. We didn't even ask, but we're just going to read it anyway. Yeah, keep going. Uh, is it frowned upon to have two sides to the same site showing both sides of my work. I feel like I'd be taken less seriously in either discipline by showcasing work of both. Should I have separate sites, separate business cards even? I think photography is more where I'm leaning towards now as I have a family of my own and getting work in film requires working a lot uh, for free. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Also, I'm feeling, I'm falling more in love with the single moment telling a story. Here, here. Uh, I'm really drawn to cinematic style portraits, similar to Bill's Drabble series. Look at that, okay. giving you a shout out. What Look do you guys think? Shout out. Uh, uh, what do you okay. guys think? So, uh, remember back in the day when people would have do multiple things, and there would be a splash page on their site with like split down the middle, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. where it's like on one mm-hmm. side it's like photography, and yeah. on the other side it's like videography. Yeah, and Racing, you chose don't you chose one, and you split. Yeah, do not do that. Don't do that. Um, and, and and for whatever reason, if you're considering a flash, you remember intro, those, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't do a flash intro. Yeah, don't do that either. <laughs> um, I think that you can, I think that you, I, okay, I would say, yes, you can have, if you really want, look, it might be that you were a cinematography major, but you like making stills now. If you're really not interested in doing filmmaking, 
then just do a site for photography and don't put up, you know, do put up a thing advertising what it is you want to do. Now, if you want to actually do both, it's fine. Have both on it. There's most people nowadays, like, well, on like my own side, I even have my little short films, but there's a lot of people for whom it's all about like stills in motion and stuff. And people are looking for both of those things. Right. I Um, I pointed him to Philip Bloom, who I think is fantastic. Yeah. And so you, I don't think you can go. I don't think you can go wrong by by doing both. Now, how? Yeah, exactly. Go look at Keatley's site. Go look at Bloom's site. Yep, sure. As, John Keatley, as, another one. As as examples of people showing how to show both, but I don't think there's any problem with that. I think that people are looking for not necessarily looking for a singular person who could do everything, but sort of, I think that people are not unimpressed by people are impressed by someone who can do more than you're hiring them to do. Mm-hmm. Not, not that, that they look at you and go, Oh, he's probably not a good stills guy. Cause he also likes to do video. Right. I mean, you have, you're, <laughs> you, you went to film school, you have a cinematography degree. Like that's something, you know, if, if I can offer anything right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, this Wistia thing that you've got here, Bracy, dump that. Go go build a Squarespace site or or build a you know a WordPress site or something, uh, and and unify what you do. Unity, Sorry. yeah, unity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and again, I would I would look at like Bill said, uh, John Keatley or Philip Bloom. Yeah, and those, those are, are certainly yeah. not the only examples, but they are two examples of of photographers slash directors, yeah. DPs that are nailing both sides and doing it really, really yeah. well. I think you can I think it, it is perfectly reasonable to do both. And just because you don't want to deal with the being a PA breaking into the movie industry doesn't mean that you can't make films for other people or make Absolutely. films for yourself. Absolutely. So I think that part of the industry is changing in the sense that. Look, if you want to go make films with Spielberg or J.J. Abrams, well, then you're going to have to suck it up and make sandwiches for six years. Right. But but, but if you want to do little vignettes of the cobbler down the block and yeah. put that up or, or you know, go some local it. business, this is a superb time in photography for doing just that. Exactly. So, yeah. yes, uh, not to belabor the point, but yes, there, there we go. Is that good? Yeah, I think it's good. So thank you, Bracey. Uh, if you've got issues, questions, comments uh, like Bracey Lemons with a terrific name podcasted on taking pictures.com. If you don't have as good of a name, don't bother writing <laughs> That's it. Right. Don't make one up, make one up. <laughs> or, or if it's French, Jeffrey will read a <gasps> French accent. Uh, hello, Boissy. <laughs> Comment allez-vous, Boissy? Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Let's read for our sponsor today. Our sponsor hey, today. Hey, look at that. Look at that segue. Yep. Look at that. Hey, Bracey, if you want a new website, <laughs> go to squarespace.com. Squarespace you, can, is, you can build a one-page thing for your video stuff, like yep. a, what a, a yeah. cover page. You could have a cover page with just Boom. a video thing right in the middle of, yeah. of, of just your real, you know? Yeah. Uh, Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Uh, you guys know all this stuff. They're simple. They're powerful. It's beautiful. Squarespace has been there. For years, they're going to be there when you need them. They offer 24-7 support via live chat and email, which actually I will tell an anecdote right now because I was on the live chat with them yesterday. Um, uh, Friend of the show, Randy Duchesne, uh, has a Squarespace 5 uh, blog 
that we were trying to convert into a Squarespace 7 one just because oh, it's uh-huh, like uh-huh. been there for a few years. Yep. And, uh, and it was throwing us an error that like, and then uh, we, I, I, the guy came on and I was chatting with him and he's like, oh, it's giving me the same error. He's just like, I'm going to send it up to the higher ups. We'll get back to you within 24 hours with an email. Like they're so Boom. they're, they're like on it, you know, and they, and the guy wasn't just like, sir, have you turned your computer on? You know, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't one of those. Turning it off and on again? Exactly. Right. All he, IT crowd. <laughs> he listened to me, right? Like when I was <laughs> telling him what was wrong. Right. Um, so, so it's really great. Fantastic. Uh, 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 they start at just $8 a month and you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for a year. So go buy uh, Bracy Lemons uh, and do it before everyone else on the show goes and buys that domain.com. And uh, and and you you you'll get that domain free if you just buy your Squarespace thing for eight dollars a month, which is what uh, eight times twelve is dollars a year. Is that what that works out to be? Yeah, I guess you're right. But but yeah, but but you know, it's worth it. And you save your fifteen bucks on your domain. Right. Uh, every site made with Squarespace is automatically going to be responsive, so your website scales to look great on any device. It's got built-in e-commerce, so every website comes with a free online store. And they've got this cover pages feature, which is great, which uh, that we were just talking about, which allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in just minutes. You can have that up and going in minutes and then work on your site behind the scenes, and you don't have to put up one of those animated gifts of, of, of like a shovel, like shoveling stuff with like lights on a little caution thing. You know coming what I'm talking soon? about? Like, is yeah. that what you like a little like, coming like soon a construction page? Oh page? Yeah, remember those? Yeah, I do. This page is under construction. Right. Please check back soon. Right. And, you Ugh. know, I saw a couple of those recently for like real people. Like real people's sites. And I was like, really? How long is it? You know, that's just yeah. bad. Hmm. Uh, so go get started with a free trial. You don't need any credit card. Uh, it it to would get take started. you longer to build the animated GIF for the construction page than it would to, than it would to lay out the site in Squarespace. Yes, that's, that's true. That's the thing. That's entirely true. If you've got all your assets together, yeah. it's going to take you longer to build that silly GIF than it yeah. would. So go uh, try out a 14-day free trial. You don't need a credit card to get started. You just go there. You put an email address. You put in a password that you want to use for Squarespace, and boom, it sets up a site, and you're, like, up and running. And then if if at the end of 14 days you want to keep it, then you give them your credit card number. Uh, start building your website today. When you sign up for Squarespace, please uh, be sure to use the offer code PICTURES. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's actually not pictures. It's OTP. It's OTP. Uh, Use your offer code OTP to get 10% off. Don't use pictures. No, use OTP. Uh, Be sure to use the offer code OTP to get 10% off and show your support for on taking pictures. So thank you. Be sure to use the offer code TWIP. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much to Squarespace for the continued support of 5x5 and on taking pictures. Squarespace.com slash OTP. Squarespace, build it beautiful. We thank you very much for their support. I had a brain fart. What do you want from me? Uh, I don't know. It happens to the best of us. It is. It is true. It is um, true. All right. So did you see this article? I did see this article. So uh, apparently Reuters is not letting photographers send in raw files anymore. Right. Reuters has implemented we don't want a, raw files. A, a ban on raw. Yeah. And and they don't want you to make a JPEG from the Actually, raw. Actually, it's not... It's, the ban is on photos that were processed from raw. Yes. Well, yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they want JPEGs straight out of camera. Uh, minimal adjustments. Yeah. With cropping levels, whatever. Yeah. So, okay. I'm okay with this. Uh, yeah, but isn't this sort of a, a misunderstanding of how this all works? <sighs> In what way? Well, how do you mean? okay. 
Um, just because somebody's shooting raw and then they convert it to a, if they convert to a JPEG, how is that really any different than getting a JPEG out of camera? Or couldn't somebody just manipulate the JPEG before they send it over? Like if you're saying minimal processing, can't you just say minimal processing regardless of what format it was? Sure. I mean, I, I guess you I feel could. like you're just you're throwing out information just to just because of misunderstanding. You know what I mean? Maybe they just want it all baked into the file. I mean, I get it, and I'm okay with it from yeah. the standpoint of it's uh, become that much of a deal. Like there was an article, another article the other day, of some guy who got fired. He was right. like a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer, got fired because he removed a camera from a picture. I, I talked to a couple photojournalists here in town, and they are they are both of them are photojournalists who who remember having film runners, where you would shoot. You hand off your film, and the next time you see it, it's in a magazine or a newspaper somewhere. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wonder if this is kind of a knee-jerk uh, reaction to try and get back to that, where it becomes about the the, the composition, the yes. exposure, the information on the ground, in the camera, rather yeah. than meddling with it afterwards. I, You know, I, I get I, it. I, yeah, and I can understand that, too. But, I mean, even in that situation – yeah, the photographer's not meddling with it, but the guy in the dark room at the at the at, at Reuters or whatever was meddling with it back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, maybe maybe the 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 issue is of uh, I, I feel like know, consistency. This is, this, I don't know. This to me feels a little bit like you know having to take your shoes off at the airport because one guy had a bomb in his shoe, and it's like okay, the next guy will have his bomb somewhere else. Like yeah. you know, what I'm okay, saying? Like, I could it, see that. It just it kind of feels like well, this actually isn't the problem. You know, um, raw files are not the problem. It's in fact, raw files really aren't the problem at all because the manipulations that people are really upset about is not like tonal manipulations. Right. It's it's, it's composite it's, information. It's structural. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. you know, it's like actual pixels changing, which all happens after the raw file anyway. And it's just, it just seems short sighted and silly and, uh, and, and a little bit of a reactionary mm-hmm. kind of, kind of thing. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I mean I like I said I get it yeah and and you know if if it it see it's a, it's a it's a hard line for me because if if it if it removes or or mm, not even removes if it lessens the amount of sort of post capture manipulation which seems to be an increasing problem in some areas of photojournalism yeah then maybe they're on to something. My my thought is they're trying this to see what, if anything, happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and by what, if anything, I mean backlash from photographers themselves, uh, other agencies, you know, who knows? I, I would imagine there will be revision to this somehow. Yeah, it does send fire that were processed from raw CR2 files, which is just, I don't know, it just, it feels really stupid. Like, it's like, it's, this is the same kind of thing where somebody asks for a 300 DPI photo and you send them a big giant, you know, 8,000 pixel thing, but you had it at 270 because that's what Lightroom defaulted to when it exported, you know, or whatever it is. And they're mm-hmm. like, this isn't high enough res. It's not 300 DPI. It's like, it's, 8,000 pixels wide. Like you have no idea what high res means if you don't think this is high res, you know, like it's, it's sort of like fundamental misunderstanding of the technology. Um, but maybe that's what it takes for the bean counters to be happy. Um, 
Oh, it's just interesting. Anyway, just yeah, I don't, bring it up. I don't know if it's the bean counters, but I, I, I'm Somebody. curious to see where this goes. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on this and see where it goes. Uh, also, there, I put in this article, uh, and I wondered how you feel about this, because you actually own an iPad. I do. Um, this guy, uh, Brad Kolbau, wrote an article, Dear Adobe, your iPad apps are a mess. And he put it up on Medium, and I found it somewhere else. Uh, basically, he's saying, you know, you, you, you have... You have uh, the, there's an app for publishing stories, Adobe Slate. There's an app for creating color palettes, Adobe Color. There's an app for signing documents, eSign Manager. There's an app for making custom brushes, Brush Brush CC. There's an app for there's another app for signing documents called Adobe Fill and Sign. And it's like that's all. These are all basically Adobe seems to have like chopped up all of their technology into little tiny bite-sized pieces. And there's one of those for everything. And then even for photo editing, there's Adobe Photoshop fix. There's Adobe Adobe Photoshop mix. And then there's Adobe Photoshop express. It's like, well, what are you doing here? Like, you know, do you, do you use all these things on no. or any, do you use any of these things? No. Have you tried any of them? Yes. Are they not good or, or is, I guess my question is, he even says uh, to manage photos, you have Adobe uh, Revel or Reveal, no, Revel, uh, Lifecycle Mobile, and then Lightroom for mobile, like three different things. Mm-hmm. It seems like they, they've got 12 teams working on the same stuff and they're all like putting out what they're putting out, you know? I, I don't use, I, I use three apps for photo processing on my iPad. Okay. What three apps are those? Just so I know. Photograph with an F. Okay. Um, Snapseed and and Light. Okay. I don't think I have any of those installed. Yeah. Uh, Um, Visco I use on my my iPhone. But no, I don't, you know. I guess the question is, do people want Photoshop for iPad? Well, before the iPad Pro came out, I would probably have said no. Yeah. But with the iPad Pro and the addition of Pencil, it's an expensive solution, but yeah. It's like having uh it it, it it's potentially like having a Cintiq that also runs other apps. Yeah, okay. Sure. One of the Wacom yeah. Cintiqs. And if you don't know what those are, the, the Wacom Cintiq uh, I played with is, one this week for the first time. Yeah. They they it's it's a it's a pressure sensitive LCD screen. Yeah, basically. It's funny. It's like actually it's really they're really big. Yeah, they are. They're like thick. It feels and there's like a, there's a disconnect no uh, from the tip. You, you can yeah, actually but, see the distance. Yeah. But although uh, I used a, 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 I think a fairly recent one, a newer one at, uh-huh. uh, at Eli's house the other day. And better. I mean, yeah. Yes, I guess it was there, but it didn't. That wasn't a big thing for like it wasn't a huge deal for me looking at it mm-hmm. um he also says in this article there is the, uh, where's the just the mobile version of photoshop there are four apps with the word photoshop in them none of them look like the photoshop i know and love each one does a couple of things so the question is 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 adobe just kind of shooting themselves in the foot by using all these names that we know and love attaching them to things that aren't really related like it always drove me crazy when they changed it from lightroom to photoshop lightroom Mm-hmm. It's like, wasn't it okay just being Lightroom? Because now when I type command space and start searching for Photoshop, now I have to figure out which one of those things that comes up is the one I'm looking for. Sure. As opposed to just typing Lightroom, you know, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it just, uh, it, I don't use any of these things. And I think I kind of agree that Adobe is just sort of like out there experimenting 
but I, the whole app way of doing things where you're just doing everything in little tiny bite-sized pieces, I go to this app to make this one change, and then I save it, and I go to this app to make this other change, it feels like a step backwards, not a step forwards to me. Right. I can see that. Um, yeah, I can see that. So anyway, put in the show notes. Let us know what you guys think. Podcast on taking pictures. It, they, they all seem like they are just – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of these apps are now free. Are they not? Yeah, uh, I think that most, yeah, most if not all of them are, yeah. But t- to my knowledge, they they require or a lot get of the most out of them. You need a creative you, cloud subscription. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what they're angling for. So it, is it is it just, are these just sort of lost leaders to drive you back to the cloud? Well, and somebody says here, they said, these iP- poll quotes, these iPad apps don't feel professional. They feel like big experiments. We don't need you to be Instagram. We need you to be Adobe. I kind of I I mean, like that. There's something to that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, and I wondered. There was all that talk where people said the problem with the iPad Pro is that if you want these very high end, specialized apps, we can't sell them for twenty dollars and actually be able to make them. Right. So now this is interesting. Most uh, this is again from the article. Most creative yep. professionals look to your tools to help them improve their efficiency to speed them up. And this is to the to the point about experiments. Yep. Experimentation slows you down, makes you reflect, rethink your way of doing things. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what you're going for. Maybe there are people at Adobe challenging the way we work because they want their apps to shake up how art is made, not just provide another platform on which to make it. Now, that's an interesting. Angle. That is an interesting thing. The problem <laughs> is, is that for a lot of people, these are very basic tools. Mm hmm. You know, like, sure, make make the next generation version of Photoshop that you think is going to be the new version, much like uh, Apple with the uh, Final Cut. Right. Sure. It's like, that's fine. Come out with the new version. Right. But keep the old one around for a little while. So people who need to get their work done can still go buy a copy because they're working on a project that's two years long or whatever it is. You know, even even the uh, the import dialogue in Lightroom that we talked about. Exactly. They've gone back to they've gone back to the old one because people went, wait a minute. People don't want you to change this stuff. This is part. Right. These are professional apps as part of a workflow of people trying to get work done. This isn't just people like, oh, that's an interesting change. It's like, shoot, I got a, I got this thing and I got to deliver it in three hours, and now you're changing Lightroom, right? You know, don't change Lightroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's so. I think that there's. I think this guy's got a point. I think the paragraph that you just read is an interesting thing. So you know what? Make the versions that let people get their work done and then make little things on the side and see if they get see if they start a fire, you know? Right. Um, right. But it feels like they've never made the real versions of anything for mobile. Mm-hmm. They're Not all yet, just anyway. making these little things. Yeah. <clears throat> interesting. Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes. What else you got? You got some stuff. In uh, a couple things for, <clears throat> excuse me, for next week. Uh, we don't really have time to get into them this week, but let's let's tease them for next week. They're good. One is a, a an NPR app called Do Visual Stories Make People Care? There, there over the last several years, there have been uh, trends in making blog posts and and online uh, content, for lack of a, a better word, more visually engaging. Okay, is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and so th- this is a, a terrific article from NPR on uh, whether or not that's working. Uh, what is it that people seem to be looking for? Yeah. Uh, and they even go so far as t- as to sort of break down uh, stories and how many people 
Based upon like how many images they had? Well, no, that's how many people are, are how they're affecting people in terms of consuming. How do how do people listen to them? Uh, if they offer audio, is that a better choice? Is that, if they offer video, is that a better choice? Or do people still really just want read uh, a, a text-based story? So it's it's kind of an interesting Wait, article. I, I haven't read these, and we'll talk about them next week. But can I give my little like initial thoughts? When I go to a website and there's video. Most of the time, I do not watch the video. Like, I, I want to read the thing because I don't want the video because then I got to stupid have headphones in or I got audio and got to make sure the volume is the right level and it's like loud because there's people around me. You ever feel that mm-hmm, way? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like, I mean, if it's done you well, like of course, video. I will watch it, but I really prefer audio. I love audio. Oh, right, right. Okay. I, 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 I love, I think probably you're in the minority. I feel like people probably would rather read or see movies, rather see a video, rather than just listen to audio. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You, you like anyway, all those little NPR slices? I love them. Yeah, I know. I those love are them. right up your alley. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Uh, and then the second one is uh, this. I, I I thought you would like this, Bill. Yep. Uh, from the Guardian. It's, it's called The Seven Ages of an Artist. And the, 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 the subtitle here is, uh, whether artists hit their stride right after college or make their best work in their final years, the creative career seldom has a conventional trajectory. We asked seven leading artists age 24 to 80 what they have learned from a life in art. This, I think, is an interesting discussion for next week. Absolutely. That's, that's, okay. that's a good one. Okay, so we'll put the link in the show notes if you can yep. do that. And, I will, uh, they are both in the show notes, and I will uh, we'll grab these and we'll copy them up top. See what you guys think. All right. Good. Boom for next week. Yeah. Uh, so you, teasing you, it up. You want to do you want to do a couple crit walls? We got a Yeah, few we minutes. we got some we got some really good stuff, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um uh where was the, the John Somerville? Yeah, let's start with John Somerville's. Okay, so this is the one with the hands, right? Yeah, the okay. it's a black uh, big black field negative sort of uh and okay. then B- before we get to up. this. Yeah. Before we get to this. Uh Wait, you think you think John needs to sleep before we give this to him because he has listened to six hundred hours of us? Yeah, right. That's that's right. John, take a take a no take dose a nap, or something. Then listen. Yeah, okay. Uh, the new version of of Google Plus sucks ass. ass. Okay. on on d- the desktop. It's just it's not good. Um, so I, I unless somebody knows a different way to find uh. A link to this you you put links that were supposed to be direct to the image and it just goes to the main page so it's ugh, i don't i just don't like it okay i don't like the new google plus the newer I, you know what's interesting is that they they when they talked about it they were just like we're going to uh uh concentrate on the communities and the groups and those kinds of things and i was like okay perfect because that's what we use it for right um and what they seem to have done is reskinned it in such a way that it looks good on mobile, but it's crappier on desktop. Yeah, it just it's it's a it's a, a poor knockoff of of like a Pinterest pinboard type thing. Right. Uh, the problem is I don't know what the answer is. Well, is the it, answer is the ability to subscribe to comments, the ability to reply to comments with an image, the ability to know, find saying, a permalink. <laughs> where are all those things? Yeah, where are you they? Know? I don't know. Is it is it is it a Reddit? Is it a subreddit? Is it a, I don't, a Facebook I, group? You know, I have some ideas that we need to talk about offline. That we but, have to. Uh, do they involve us building things? Uh, I hope not. Okay. No, most of them involve just paying for things. So we need to figure that part out of it. But I have an idea about that too. Uh, right. Anyway, 
Anyway, John Somerville, uh, gang, if you want to see it, go to the crit wall section of, of the group. Scroll down. Uh, we're talking about uh, the uh, the photo of uh, – it's kind of a cyan-colored sil- – not silhouette, but cyan, very dark. These two hands yeah. up in the air. Um, it's almost like, a, like a, somebody in – like a girl in like a, a rave or something like that with her hands over a concert. That's kind of how it feels, right? Okay. So the, the hands are a small part of this image. Like there's a lot of negative space black around Yes. Them. And I wonder if it wouldn't be better if it was a lot tighter. I th- I think it I think a tighter I I think or, a square crop could help this. Yeah, a square crop and have the hands in the middle or hands to one side. I would almost put the hands slightly to one side, not dead center. So that the le- the left arm the left arm in the picture. So I guess it's her right arm. Right uh, is is almost is kind of more vertical, like that closer to the edge. Is sure. What you're sure. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's kind of graphic. I think that it could go even further. Um, either that or, you know, remember the, was it the, was it Willie Mays? Who was the, the African-American baseball player that the, at the show last week at the Penn show jumping up Jackie Robinson. There was a picture of the baseball oh, player. Uh, I, I think it was Jackie Robinson. Okay. So you remember how sure. he, he was a very small part of the print, maybe a 16th of the print. Right. So I feel like it's, it, this is in the middle zone where either it needs to have a lot more negative space where this is all like, it's all black except for this down in the corner, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it needs to be tighter. So this becomes more of it. It's sort okay. of in this, it's sort of in this uncanny Valley in between. Um, I like the color toning though. I like the cyan. I wonder if that was the color of the actual light or whether that was messing around with things in post. Yeah. Uh, if it's the know. actual I, light, that's cool. Let's see. Does it, uh, yeah. Does, let's see. There are comments here. What do we got here? Mm, Probably work better in a series, he writes in one of the comments. Maybe there should yeah. be more of an emphasis on the subject. Yeah. Uh, if I take more in the same vein, I'll be sure to post some. God, you guys, com- the comments are terrific. Yeah, Everybody's like welcoming. It, you know, that's if, great. Anyway. I mean, yeah, it's like if you pan down, showed a little bit more. Ah, yeah. You know, it'd be kind of cool, actually, if you were going to get a little more artsy about it. Do some where the arms are up and then go further down so you see more of the upper arm. Mm-hmm. But then remove the head in post. So it's sort of like long arms that are sort of disembodied. Interesting. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's so the artsy we, way we to see, go with it. We see just kind of where where we where we get to the underarm, where we get to the torso. Yeah, and then and, then and her head should be out. there, but it's not there. That's they're coming in from the edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just as like a mess around kind of thing. And if you did a series of those and had them more tightly cropped, and then did big prints, that'd be cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's good. You got anything else to say? No, nope. I think they're good. Uh, all right. What's the other one that we were going to talk about? Uh, Ian Logan. Ian put two up, uh, uh, and you and I both. One and then, yeah, go ahead. You and I both dug the skateboarder. I think that's a terrific shot. Yeah, the skateboarder's great. You know, I always love the skateboard wide-angled shots. From were you a skateboarder? Were you, have we ever talked about this? Uh, I was a skateboarder early on. Yeah. Um, but then I I moved on to uh, to other stuff. I went to a uh, Creative Mornings talk on Friday. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it was this guy named Mac Primo. His name is. 
he's a, a commercial director kind of guy. And uh, it turns out he's also my next door neighbor. <laughs> he lives like two doors down. Nice. Um, but uh, he was showing all these pictures of some friend of his when he was a kid. And uh, he and I were emailing and I was like, was that a Mike McGill deck you had? And he's like, yep, Mike McGill. And I was like, man, the things you remember, you know, the things that get stuck in your head. Right. You know, the look of things. Anyway, uh, the point of that was to say that uh, the skateboarding, right? Yeah, skateboarding people, shot, terrific. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. Skateboarding stuff, a lot of a lot of times it's always like uh, like super wide angle, almost like fisheye. Yeah. Where this one's nice. It's like it's not too wide angle. So it yeah. like, gets really I, I feel like I'm in the middle. I feel like I'm in the action. Yeah. But I don't feel like there's a lot of distortion going on with yep. her. Yeah. Um, the uh, vignette might be a little heavy handed at the bottom. Yeah. A little bit. But that's, you know, if, if I wonder if it's, uh, if that's, uh, yeah, but it's all right. Yeah. I mean, you but get the, one the you blown out to- stuff in the background. But the one I want to talk about was this, this uh, beach one further down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think you could say the same thing about about this, as you said about the other one, where you know, the, the subject you can argue is is this this person tiny, tiny, tiny. I in this case, I love all the space around the skateboarder. Uh, yes, no, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the space around the skateboarder is great, but I almost feel like the same thing is true of this one, where I either want it even I want the skateboarder even smaller, or I want him a little bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to, I want to crop in 20% and have it be so that the, maybe the tree is sort of, uh, you know, an inch from the edge kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then maybe the person's, so the tree is in the upper left-hand corner, the person's in the lower right-hand corner. Yeah. And then I could even the, go pano to see the, a little bit more of the path yeah, back little, where he yeah, came from. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and less of, less of the, the stuff at the bottom and less of the sky at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, these by the way, are all just our opinions. Um, is that a doghouse? Oh no, it's a it's, it's a, a bench. <laughs> oh yes, concrete bench. Where is this? Where is this? Uh, I don't know. I wonder where that is. Near the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also feel like, man, if I wonder how high how he got up that high. I wonder if you were able to get up another couple stories so you could see the the path wrap all the way around the tree. Oh yeah, because so, you the got other up side high the enough left. that yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then it would be a little more Gursky esque, which is kind of cool, right? Uh, but I, I mean, I this is this is this is a cool shot, definitely yeah, a, a cool, cool location. It's a good place to get that nice curve. I like your your suggestion about. I, I'm not really wild about the shadow bottom left. Yeah, that that draws my eye down it's there. I'd like to see that just kind of clean sand. Yeah, and I wonder if like but I wonder man, if there's something to do with the toning too. I don't mind the toning. I like it. Yeah, I like it, but I wonder if you could do something funky with it and it would it would bring it up, you know? Um it kind of reminds me who's the guy we talked about last week or the week before, the 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 um the pastel color guy? Oh, Ben Thomas. Ben Thomas. Ben Thomas. Like I feel like that kind of look would be kind of cool here too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh yeah. So very good, good job, stuff. Ian. Uh if you want to post stuff, what do they do? What do they do? Uh, they go to the On Taking Pictures uh, Google Plus group and uh, join if you haven't joined already. We have almost just under 1,600 members right now. And uh, there's a crit wall section. Put your pictures up in crit wall. And uh, maybe when we have a little time on the show, we'll grab yours and talk about it. But in the meantime, you will almost certainly get comments from the peanut gallery, which will all be very useful. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the feedback is terrific. Yeah. Uh, what was it last week? Morning, morning routine. routine. Good stuff from, from 
sleepers to commuters to coffee drinkers to to uh, uh, shoppers uh, ran the gamut. I loved seeing what you guys do in the morning. Loved, yeah. loved, loved seeing it. I liked uh, Matheson's was great. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were great, but I thought Wait, Matheson's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> who? Overachiever. Uh, where is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one, the one. That, you know what the problem with Matheson's is? He's 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 just he's just like brown nosing Jeffrey. He's just like here I am with his nice clean desk, and then I have coffee, and then I sit down with a notebook and I describe all the wonderful all the things, things I'm I going love. to do today. Right, yeah. right. All the things yeah. I love. <laughs> but it's lovely. It's very Christopher. Pretty. I accept your love letter. <laughs> exactly. That totally is a love letter to him, to you. A lot of people apparently it's all about coffee for them. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, I love uh, David Lawrence. Love the light coming into the window where you can see the panes. That's cool. Yep, yep, yep. That's fun. Uh, and uh, some of them are cute. Like uh, Kate's one of her getting up in the morning, putting makeup on is kind of cool. Nice little I like that self-portrait. One. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. There's good stuff. So a lot of fun stuff. Um, man, yeah. What do, what do you got stuff. for this week? You got a good one? This Okay, so this week. It's I was complicated, thinking, this one. It could be. I was yeah. thinking about uh, we we have talked about uh, several times about the value that that photographers find in revisiting places, okay, or revisiting subject matter or revisiting themes. So I thought about what if, what if what if this week hashtag is twice, and now that that can be the same subject from two different angles. That can be the same subject, different types of day. Uh, that can be, you know, it, it, anything where you're revisiting one and again. What do you think about that? I think that's a good idea. Let's do it. So uh, maybe it's uh, uh, shadows on on something, how they appear uh, morning versus evening. Maybe it's, uh, you know, looking at something from above or below. Uh, but twice, hashtag twice. Have fun with that one. I think it's good. It's it's Plus, it's a fun hashtag. Yeah. Twice. I think that's good. So, you know, uh, the dumpster before the truck comes and get it, and then the track, the dumpster after the truck comes to get it. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> me, me outside the dumpster, me inside the I don't know. You know, there's an article the other day talking about a uh, local bakery who's closing up shop in New York because they, I don't know, they can't cut it and whatever. And they're moving to Baltimore or something. And um, you just can't rise to the competition. I like the pun. It's good. Yeah, you like that. Uh, but one of the things that they said was that here in New York, sometimes when there's uh, uh, when they're doing street cleaning on one side of the street, people will just double park on the other side of the street. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like this weird thing out in Brooklyn here. Huh. And and the people were complaining, the, the bakery, rightfully so, was complaining because they would put their trash out and it would be the day that people double parked on their side of the street. And the tra- and the department of uh, the DEP or whoever picks up the trash couldn't get to the trash because of the double parking. Right. And they would give the bakery a fine for for not being able right. to get to their trash. Sure, makes sense. It's like... <laughs> What? <laughs> like that kind of bureaucratic stuff drives me nuts. Absolutely nuts. Anyway. They should quit t- loafing around. <sighs> you know. Hey, let them eat cake. That's right. Um, so <laughs> photographer of the week, which I'm surprised we never talked about before. I don't know this person. Oh, you don't know her? Wait. You, oh, yes, I do. 
Yes, oh, yes, I'm, I do. I'm sure yes, you I do. do. Uh, yes, you you want to do the French pronunciation? Because uh, you can do it better than me. Bienvenue, Brigitte Lacombe. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, Brigitte Lacombe. Brigitte Lacombe. Uh, who uh-huh. has taken pictures of pretty much anybody you could ever think of. Uh, as far as I know, uses just available light, black and white, uh, very simple portraits on gray or white backgrounds. Meryl Streep, heard of her. The classic shot of Meryl Streep, which she says, like, uh, there's an older picture of Meryl Streep, which I think she says is one of her most important pictures. In fact, I think there's another link in the show notes, well, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, she is also the person that Scorsese uh, always has on set to shoot his films. And hmm. she apparently has unreal access where most photographers on sets, you know, can go on and do their thing, but like they have to stay in the background and keep out of the way. Apparently she has carte blanche. Wow. To, like, do whatever she wants on set. Um, Cause he trusts her so much. And of course she's like shot everybody and you know, everything and you know, the usual stuff. Uh, interestingly enough too, I, from what I understand, she is, uh, um, She's she's single and she sort of like lives for her work, like mm-hmm. is completely unattached and just goes and like does her stuff, which is which is an interesting uh, social <laughs> concept, yeah. you know, a uh, beautiful picture of Malala Yousafzai. Beautiful. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lovely, lovely work uh, and really simple. Right. Oh, great stuff of Elaine Stritch. That's that's terrific. Yeah. I mean, wow. this is the kind of stuff where there's some pictures of that that are just sort of very obviously her. Because she hmm. likes to keep things really simple. Um, and then even her advertising work, if you go in there, I mean, there's the new Steve Jobs posters. Right. Um, but like you go in. Not really uh, a fan of them. They, they look very editorial. Maybe that's well, the point. Yeah, I think that was the point. But then there's these Dolce Gabbana ads that are really kind of funny looking, which totally look composited to me. Oh, they do. Don't they? Like the one the one of... Uh, of uh, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, yeah, yeah, and the family. Yeah, the, the, Does that the look person in the background on? looks pasted in. He looks like he looks like he's trying to be Patrick Dempsey, but it's not Patrick. Uh, is that wait? Patrick Dempsey is McDreamy. That is McDreamy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Chris, P- I like me some Chris Pine. Yeah, the Chris Pine pictures are nice, although very heavily edited, especially the second one on black. That's a great picture. He's a good looking guy, but very obviously, you know, smoothed out to the to the nth degree. If you have um, not seen Horrible Bosses, he's hysterical in it. Horrible Bosses 2. Uh, I also like, if you go, here, go into the advertising and find the, like, the picture of Scorsese with the Rolex. Yep. Since Scorsese loves her so much, I bet you he was just like, yeah, I'll do an ad for Rolex. But Brigitte's shooting it. I bet you it was nice. something like that, you know? Uh, but, I love uh, these behind-the-scenes things of, the, of the, the, the shoot. Yeah, and there's also like these, uh, the, the Prada stuff. If you go, actually, yeah, it's in the product okay. section. Yep, got it. And go look at the photo essays of like their archives, like you sh- they show like all the old books in the product archives and stuff, oh, and wow. then show and then sh- sewing and working on new new clothes, which is kind of beautiful. Uh, really black and white, and the guy the guy holding like the uh, the um, uh, the uh, sh- the ah, what's it called the little knife? What's it called? What are they called? Exacto knife kind of things. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah, what a right? great flick of the wrist there. Oh, that's yeah. terrific. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so obviously, uh, very simple. Like, she shoots not a lot of gear, almost all natural light. I think she still shoots film. She's shooting black and white. You know what I mean? Yeah. For now, the most uh, part. Not that it matters, but 35, medium format. I think 35. Yeah? 
Yeah, I'm 99% sure 35. I mean, I'm sure she has shot other stuff before. But there was, there's a video. I'm going to put a, a couple links in the show notes. There's her website. There's a short little Wikipedia. There's a, a an article that she wrote, a, a little essay she wrote on uh, Time's lightbox thing in June about the picture she took of Meryl Streep, which she says is her most important photograph, which is kind of an interesting idea. She says um, that. Meryl doesn't say that. She says uh, that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brigitte okay. says that. And then there's a Charlie Rose... Uh, there's a little section of a Charlie Rose. There's another longer Charlie Rose interview with her. Um, it's at the end of this thing, so you kind of have to get into it past the ads and then fast forward to the end. You'll find her. But she's very French and very fabulous. Um, but I just thought somebody we haven't talked about. And, yeah, uh, very cool. Somebody that uh, uh, Randy Shane brought Rose. up the other day that he was saying, I just love her work. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's very sort of uh, – minimal in a way that I wonder if she started today, she'd be able to get a toehold. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You, 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 uh, you suppose not. I wonder, cause there's nothing. I mean, I think her work is really lovely, but there's nothing about it that makes it go, Oh, this is, you know, something that stands out now. Hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying, okay. Uh, I think she has, uh, she has this huge, I mean, there's a lot of photographers we've talked about who are like that, you know, who got their starts at a time when you could make a name for yourself sort of in this minimalist stuff where this is not what the world is generally looking for in new photographers now, you know, maybe next week. Yep. Let's talk about, um, the, the, the new aesthetic, uh, what, what some of the aesthetics are now versus say, Sure. Uh, Twenty years ago, thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, put it put it and in the show One of the things that I that I would love to get your thoughts on are uh, the uh, the Taylor Wessing Prize this year. Okay. Sure. Okay. Just... So just 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 so you know what's what's coming here. I mean, don't don't go into it too far, but that's that's the winner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And that's the show. <laughs> so. It's funny because sometimes the stuff that they choose is lovely. That, that, uh, the, what was it last year or two years ago? The, the jockey portrait. Yeah. yeah that was lovely. Beautiful portrait. Yep. Yep. So we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, anything else? Brigitte Lacombe. Brigitte Lacombe. I have a big Magnifique. book of hers, uh, that is J'adore. really nice too. There's a, there's a, there's a fancy book of hers that I'll see if I can find the link to. Uh, you got anything else before we wrap up? I think that's it. Podcasted on takingpictures.com. Bill okay. tweets at uh, Bill Wadman. And, okay, now, have you, I, I, I'm at Jeffrey Sidoris, E-R-Y, by the way. Uh, have you started this new uh, d- direction on Instagram? And if not, when can we start seeing that? When will um, that happen? I mean, I started in the sense that I've uh, been putting up stuff that I was more serious about the past few times but you know what i here's i'm gonna make a suggestion to you yeah may i make a suggestion to you sure it, it has been when was drabbles oh uh, seven oh eight ago oh nine oh nine okay would you maybe do consider maybe once weekly or oh, maybe those up bi-weekly put a drabble up every now and again yeah i could do that i actually was thinking about that because i know craig does that a lot where it's stuff that people haven't seen because it's so old yeah 
And maybe even you could even hashtag it like, you know, repost or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. on a, a on a throwback Thursday or something yep, and tag yep. it throwback Thursday. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because you, you, you did some great work during yeah. that series. And, and, and I, I have, think I have a, a lot of people haven't seen it. And there's a lot of stuff in my portfolio that is either sort of like kind of fall, fell off the other side of the of the of the conveyor belt. Mm hmm. You know, that is still good work that no one's ever seen just because I got to go find it and pull out and go, oh, yeah, I like that picture, you know. Right. Um, I, so I would like I got, to see some of that from you. Yeah, I, maybe I'll, maybe what I'll do is I'm going to start putting up, uh, I'll put up one thing a day that's older than like three or four years. Well, you know, you don't, you don't even have to do it every day. Yeah, but, but I mean, if I do it every day, then I know that I'm like doing it. You know, I okay. like things that are cycles like that. Um, you're going to run out sooner. Yeah, I think I've got enough. I think I'm covered for a few years. Maybe even, uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, uh, once a day you do that and you alternate between some of the 365 portraits. Sure, yeah, there's lots those, of those. Some of those good. were terrific. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, well, I will do that. That's a good right idea. Right on. Uh, podcast on takingpictures.com. We already got that. We already got that. 347-687-9411 if you want to leave us a message. <clears throat> and then uh, we will see you next week. And, and what, you know, also, what do you guys think of G+. Are, are yeah. we just whining to whine? Are we complaining for no reason? Do you like it? Is there something? Uh, <laughs> as, as, Bill, as Bill slowly backs up out of the way. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, are, there, are there features and functions that you would like to see in the group in a forum discussion type of environment that aren't there? And if so, what are they? Yes. And have you seen them anywhere else? Right. Oh, that's a good one. Have you seen them anywhere else? Good one. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let him go make something. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Oh, and, and if you're in, if you're in, uh, uh, you know, this part of the world, happy Thanksgiving. Aw. Because gotta, it's, it's, what is I it? I got to go oh. start making a turkey. Thir uh, yeah. Stuff it, Bill. Ugh. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Try to